Welcome to Mint, a unique look into how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. I'm your host, Adam Levy, and let's kick off this episode by hearing from our sponsors. Season 1 welcomes Coinvise, where you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Go check them out at coinvise.co. Season 1 welcomes POAP, P-O-A-P, short for Proof of Attendance Protocol, which enables a novel way of creating one's life diary. Leveraging NFT tech, POAP facilitates an easy way to mint non-fungible tokens related to meaningful events. It's frequently used in crypto-native communities, and now it's starting to create NFT collectors in the mainstream too. They are hiring for roles like biz dev, key account management and operations. You can apply by visiting adamlevy.io forward slash POAP. That's P-O-A-P. Bomani acts as a black guitarist, singer-songwriter, and celebrity digital strategist who has worked with Jill Scott, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Wyclef, and more. He's also the founder of Lit Spins and was selected as Clubhouse's icon for the longest time. More recently, he's known for his social token Boo, which goes under the ticker BOO. And in this episode, we talk about how social tokens will revolutionize the music industry, his vision for his creator coin, and how he's created utility for token holders by playing games on Clubhouse, and much more. I hope you enjoy our conversation. And I appreciate you uh, appreciate you being on. What, what are you playing right now? Uh, yeah, I'm playing this um, PRS Silver Sky. There's John Mayer's edition guitar. Um, and yeah, it's um, picked this up about probably exactly around this time last year. Really? Damn, uh, there you go. So, so it's been a cool ride with having it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. I see you. I see you all over the place on Clubhouse, uh, on on YouTube, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. I, I see you working with different people. So I'm excited to have you on. It's it's really a pleasure. I've been wanting to do and, and have you on for for some time. And as I'm building more of the show out, I figured what better way to start it off than with Bomani himself, Bomani X. Uh, and you have you have quite the story getting started. I mean, recently you caught headwinds being the clubhouse icon, and I feel like that was a wild ride within itself that we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of dive deeper into. But I want to kind of start uh, with your background. Uh, tell me a little bit more about you. Where where are you from originally? How you got into music? Like your upbringing and all that. Um. Yeah. So like, you know, born in New York. You know, um, uh, kind of raised in like a you know predominantly like Nation of Islam household, um, with a lot of like strong emphasis on like education. You know, like community values um you know entrepreneurship um and you know and growing up i've always kind of been just like kind of like tech aligned you know and just like interested in like technology and computers and and nerd culture and and stuff like that um it wasn't particularly until like high school um like when i started to really get interested in music um my dad had like asked uh, me and my little sister, like, you know, do you want to pick up an instrument? Do you want to play music? Like, you know, creativity has always been something that's, or being innovative and cre- creative has always been something at my core. So, you know, my dad kind of like recognized that and was like, do you want to play an instrument? Originally, I chose the drums. 
<laughs> that's what i'm talking about man drummers all the way bro drummers all the way <laughs> and my uh my little sister picked up guitar um but very quickly i i, I started just naturally gravitating towards um her guitar and that as an instrument that kind of like <clears throat> just like fit my vibe you know just being able to just chill and you know watch tv and play and, and be creative and and just like on my own terms as opposed to like some of the volume restrictions that drummers have to deal with um but yeah that's kind of like my first introduction to music you know then like i went to college and went to howard university um met like my best friend and bandmate like the first day of school and, and what did you study there um i was originally a bio major ended up like switching and getting my degree in philosophy um but yeah just like music and like some of the experiences were just like the beauty of like collaboration and, and connecting with like bandmates and, and music and like how much of a role that was playing in my life and like early you know college like late high school like that kind of like shaped like that being like a major part of like my future and like always creating some sort of like techno musical bridge uh was was kind of the goal because of that it's funny because i i am also a drummer i've been playing since five years old ever since i can remember and when i got started i actually started the exact opposite you started playing the drums and transitioned out my dad didn't want to get a drum set at home he's like that's the last thing i'm gonna do and he actually tried to get me on the piano on the guitar um and a bunch of other things before he said all right whatever i'll just get you a kit mm -hmm. and from there it's been history and there's nothing like music there's nothing like connecting with other people and and collaborating on a tune that just then rolls out into a full song and a jam session and a solo session there's nothing more empowering than that but it's funny because how you transition into philosophy right or psychology was philosophy, philosophy right which has a lot of psychological components i mean <laughs> to some extent but i guess how, how has that kind of led you to where you're at right now um i mean i think i mean originally like even like even like being a bio major and like wanting to go to med school like i've always been like I, you know my main plan i was like hey i want to be a brain surgeon <laughs> um for some reason like you know i've always been interested in like people and you know thoughts and ideas and just like how things work um, even just on like a technical computer, technical level, like always playing around with computers and um, and building computers and stuff like that. Um, so when when the bio major thing didn't really work, um, um, and and finding philosophy, like I don't know, just like just like guitar, like I just realized it was like a calling, you know, like like I like understanding things and not just like thinking about things like very deeply, and that's just how my natural personality is um in terms of like how that related to like what i do now like a lot of uh especially like my my natural day job is like digital marketing digital strategy like how do you take these systems and like that involve people and like like see the world through those lenses and stuff like that so like that's kind of how i like approach my music that's kind of how i just approach like community that's how i approach like my job just like understanding things and understanding people and and connecting with real values and ideals um 
and yeah, I just like resonated with that a lot as a philosophy major, and that kind of stuck with me to, to yeah. how I approach things now. I mean, it, you totally play the part too. I mean, I've I've jumped into clubhouse sessions. Your whole entire look, from the sunglasses to the hair, it's such a vibe within itself. Uh, and it's a lot of the reason why I wanted to have you on this on the show because one, I got I got exposure to you through clubhouse initially. I remember you're you help a lot of people on there. You 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 tend to jump in a lot of rooms and with that comes all the notifications to your followers and then they jump in and builds an audience and whatnot. So you're a very big proponent on building communities uh, and helping others build their communities. And I think one really coy that you do that is obviously through music and partly why I have you here today to talk about BooCoin, right? And just a disclaimer, no way is it to shill BooCoin or to buy BooCoin. It's more to tell the story behind that. And I'm actually really curious because do you, do you have, were you ever tampering with crypto, trading Bitcoin or anything like that? Or did you just kind of fall into the lap of social tokens somehow? Um, I've, I've been like, I've, I've known about the crypto space for a while. Um, you know, whether it's like trading and, and dabbling with that or like, you know, these different platforms um, and, and dApps that were, that were coming up very early days. Um, and even just like knowing what NFTs was like for, for a really long time. But um, so I, I've, I've known about that where, I mean, like I said, like I've, I've always been someone who's tech aligned and like, how do you, how does technology or these like emerging trends like push for a greater sense of creativity and connection. So I've always had that like as my ethos in pretty much what I do. Um, not particularly until like, clubhouse and like you know getting more like comfortable using my voice comfortable like um applying a lot of these skill sets for myself and my own brand and like actually just you know being authentically me where i I, then i started to realize all these cool ideas and all these things that like i've always valued like now i can start like applying that for myself um and 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 leveraging the opportunity that i've been gifted um to just do things in a way that I've always liked doing and like comfortably doing it. So like, even when I was approached uh, from like the rally team and like setting up a coin, um, I was like, yeah, or like, why not? Like, why not experiment? <laughs> You're um, like, all right. <laughs> like, does that mean more money in my pocket? I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Um, um, so yeah, so like even just the concept of like setting up a social token in Boo, Boo coin, um it at time it just felt like a no-brainer like why not try it out you know yeah what can come from it yeah so you touched up on a really uh, a point that uh i actually wanted to ask you so let's just dive that just dive into that so the big macro trends okay that you kind of see social tokens playing uh, uh a role in what what have you seen that like makes it a perfect opportunity for creators to launch their own tokens, one, take themselves public, quote unquote, uh, and build uh, token-based communities? Like what are those big macro trends that you that you saw come into play? Um, a few. So one, you know, like one of the biggest lessons on a creative level and personal level that I've, that I've got from Clubhouse was that like, you know, one, because of the pandemic and like, you know, like, connection and and collaboration that you know everybody had to view that on a different lens i mean that's that's obvious and we've already gone through that um 
but 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 about Clubhouse, what I've learned is that a lot of people's voices um, um, are different in in that type in the particularly like a social audio environment where like it's not like the typical like content mass that you put up on like Clubhouse and and I mean I'm sorry put up on like Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And um, one of the mac- macro trends I realized is that like digital identity is like becoming more and more of a of a theme as like your identity and content like become go to more of like authentic genuine place um and you know especially with like this sense of like truly digital ownership like like curating like digital land like what that looks like or just like what i was seeing happening in like the avatar space um um like there's this whole like push towards like really owning your digital identity um whether you avatars whether do wearables whether do like audio um and so when you're and and so with that trend i realized like you know with owning your your land or identity like where does like your economics of that come in um and then what i was seeing happening in like the nft space not just as like a a transfer of value for like sales and stuff like that but like people are using nfts as like a identifier badge like holders of these tokens mean that like you are identified as a part of this community or you can be identified to get access to this experience um and as i was initially introduced to like rally and then like seeing some of the stuff i saw with like some big role communities like whale and friends with benefits um i started seeing social tokens as like that bridge point where like you have like you have your your content funnel which is like your social media platform and you know you have your identity which is like what's happening like in the metaverse and wearables and avatars and then you have like nfts which is like the sale of that content value but then like it's all like funneled through like social tokens which both can be used as like you know whether it's like tipping or monetization or like how people can support creators and crowdfund and crowd encourage things um, but also, like, you holding this coin represents, like, you're a part of X. And, like, how you build that out um, could be, like, really powerful when you connect all those different dots together. So. Yeah, for sure. And just to, to to dive deeper on that. So how do you more or less distinguish an NFT from a social token? Because a lot of people that uh, are newcomers, for example, and... Maybe they haven't even heard about social tokens just yet and how that's going to impact the creators and the influencers of the world, musicians, whatever. Um, How do you distinguish that? Because you can fractionalize ownership of an NFT, right? So why would someone want to buy a token versus, let's say, like a membership badge that's represented as an NFT? I think, I think, one, you know, in, and like you said, in theory, like some people can blur the lines, like what that means right now. Um, I think like on a technical level and like a functional level, like NFTs are more so used as like a a, a 
a higher value exchange um or at least how they you being used right now where it's like here's a particular artwork or a particular piece that i'm like you know that's supposed to be aligned to like my super fans or collectors or like different things that you know people in my community get access to i think social tokens are like like i think because they're like smaller not smaller than that but like they're perceived as like currency in a way where like it's not just identify badge like you could just tip somebody by buying their coin or or like even holders of your coin can use that as a currency for other things in your community um i think because it blurs both lines that like i would rather like have social tokens be like the form of currency and and identifiers and like nfts be like the assets that um uh gives the coin more value and mm-hmm. more value yeah 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 it's interesting because there's a lot of more of experimentation to do to kind of really distinguish them from apples to oranges kind of kind of thing right and I think that's part of being an early adopter is creating those paths of experimentation and leveraging these social tokens as one form of of ownership of commerce of uh, community and leveraging NFTs as another form of ownership, commerce, and community, right? Mm-hmm. And all that those bring together. Uh, but when you when you first kind of when you got approached by the the rally team and they told you you can take in and create a, a token of yourself. Were you like confused in the beginning? You're like, what does that what does that mean exactly? Like, were you skeptical at all? Did you think did you think like what are the legal implications? Like what was going through your head? Yeah, I was I wasn't particularly skeptical on like figuring out like on a technical level what it meant or like how it could work. Um, more so skeptical on like, yeah, like there were some like legal implications um that I was like worried about, whereas like, you know there's there's an aspect of like the coin represents value in you not represents like the value of like like it can going up and down like you know like on a financial level so like figuring out like what's the best like phrasing and and education that needs to happen or even just like things like i have to like naturally say or not say to protect myself like yeah know, boot coin is going up or you know yeah like that. Um, yeah you can't say shit like that <laughs> and like we're and and but i think the cool part of it where it really forces you to really connect with what the value you determine is for your community where they're like this coin can be redeemed for this experience or this coin can be used for this um as opposed to like this arbitrary coin because then that's i think that's what like differentiates it from just like a crowdfunding campaign where like people could just pay you to fund the stuff you're doing as opposed to like i'm buying into something that can be redeemed for the things your the creator chooses to put out um and as the community accepts those different things that they can use their coin for it like creates a uh I don't know. I just say more uh, exchange. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. But... No, no, I hear you. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and I think like you're, I, I see you trying to create more utility behind it too. I know you, you tweeted out the discord channel for boo holders. Uh, what other kind of activities are you creating and experiences are you creating around that? And as a follow-up question, how do you really approach that when you're 
creating these initiatives uh, that revolve around a token? Um, yeah, one, you know, the, the Discord um, thing was part of the plan. Not necessarily because I, like, needed a Discord, but I think the Discord and the coin was solving a pain point of, like, where how my creativity was showing on Clubhouse, where, like, you know, it's very, like, real-time, you know, like, information only happens in rooms. So, like, just having a platform... Um, just having a platform where like information can be shared and spread um, um, and stored, but, but it could also be gated. Um, I think that was like one of the things I was trying to figure out was like, how do you really create like a gated community um, with social coins? Um, because like, yeah, you can have like gated content on like Patreon or, or OnlyFans or whatever other platform, you know, but like the one thing that I was like had to figure out was like, okay, now that I have this coin, now that I have people that are buying the coin, like how do I best identify who those people are? Um, so like solving that first was like the Discord and having and having it gated. Um, and there's some tools that's being built out to have gated clubhouse rooms for coin holders as well. Um, but that was like the first thing. Is that already in the works? Um, yeah, I've seen a few of other how does that how does that work? They're integrating with Clubhouse and integrating their social tokens or yeah. it, how does that work? It's more of like a, and I haven't fully tested it out, but I've seen some of the creators use it. It's more so like a, like a bridge where like this private room gets made and only holders of the coin can. The link is dropped in that, in that chat. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Um, Cause so there's, so there's, no, there's no formal integration, right? And I think no. that's where the, that's where like the, the, the winner is right where all these platforms start integrating uh, tools that allow creators to utilize their currencies in a way to create gated experiences. Right. Yeah. If, if Snapchat were to create a feature where you could link your coin and only certain people, so you don't have to worry about people Venmoing you or doing subscriptions to get access to your private snap. You can just say and, and approach it like Collabland is doing it, right? And, and connecting your MetaMask and seeing, oh, if you have the threshold, you can see my snaps. Or if you have the threshold, you can join my Clubhouse room uh, automatically. And I think, I hope that's where these platforms are going to be transitioning to as more and more creators kind of create these tokens and they realize that, wait a minute, I just created an asset, right? That's kind of viewed as, as a, a loyalty and membership type of uh, token. And... I'm really bounded to the platforms that really allow me to experiment with this token discord being one of them and all the tools and open source projects that you can build on top of that. Right. Uh, I'd be interested to see how that kind of rolls out. I wonder how long it's going to take till you see more of these like mainstream platforms hop on board, like PayPal is for example, with Bitcoin and Venmo now with buying and selling crypto. So it'd be interesting. I think, I think the one thing that I've realized even more and more just being well identifying greater as a creator is like you know these type of integrations always come last <laughs> um and like sometimes like it really takes some of the innovation and, and experimenting that people are doing to really flush out the use cases first so that these platforms can be like okay that 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 model does work i mean even with just like the example of like monetization on on clubhouse like you know like there's been there's been plenty of people, even on the platform, didn't have direct monetization, but there's been plenty of people that have been making money on apps since Jump, you know, 
with experimenting with Cash App or experimenting with creating their own funnel. But right now it's a very manual process. There's no way to streamline it. And I think that's like, that's the, the, the golden apple right there. Um, but to, to, I do think that it's, it's, it's a tricky balance because like, I think, I think initial, like, like quick integrations can cause like somewhat of a flooding where like, like proper use cases don't get developed because it's so easy, you know, like, and I, and, and not to, not necessarily bring this up, but like, that's kind of my opinions of like BitClout in a sense where it is, you know, in an ideal world, connecting social to currency, you know, seems like what the future is, but like that quick integration very early on is showing like some of the, the natural issues that happens when people use social currency or social tokens within their community hasn't really been solved yet. <laughs> and then when you flood it with like a quick integration early on, like you see some of the, the pros and cons of that. So I think there's a balance in the economy of just like how platforms connect with what creators are innovating with. Yeah, um, sure. I think it's, it's funny you bring up BitClock cause I wanted to bring that up with you later. Uh, but that was an amazing social experiment, yeah. an amazing black mirror type of social experiment that many, many I've, I've been told that question its execution and how it kind of went to launch. Um, but regardless, the idea of the concept is more or less kind of like what these other social tokens are kind of leaning on, like the ones that are being launched on rally or roll, right? It really is like a public stock market, quote unquote, for, uh, people and brands uh, that extend beyond uh, the New York Stock Exchange and in Wall Street, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you're right. I think they did go more of the, of the extreme route. I think it was actually pretty smart because it showed people what was what was possible and what the vision is uh, as a whole. Um, and I think it sparked the conversations that were needed to have around what social tokens are and could become down the line. Um, so I, I applaud their founders for making that leap uh, and honestly, best of luck to them. But I, I think there's a market for both, right? I think there's a market for those that don't necessarily want to treat it with such such aggressive bonding curves like BitClout did uh, and the, the supply and demand pressure that kind of are attached to the price appreciation, right? Yeah. Um, whereas rallies is pegged more to the underlying token itself, as well as the supply and demand pressure that the creator creates for their token on uh, the memberships. And it's crazy because when I talk to people about social tokens and I tell them, think of them as a way where when you swipe your credit card, you gain points that you can exchange for discounted hotels, for airline miles. Imagine you can do that now referencing someone's brand and their influence that they've built. And I think it's a complete game changer. So more, more on that utility. Do you imagine a world where your community two, three, four, maybe in the next year, depending on how fast these social tokens actually pick up and people start referencing uh, early adopters as examples and their prices appreciate if they appreciate, okay? Uh, do you imagine yourself doing like, for example, and I'm like going far-fetched right now, okay? Uh, let's say you have, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000 people holding your token. The price is in the triple digits, right? Assuming it can get to that point. Do you see yourself doing collabs with, more mainstream brands like Gibson, for example, right? Or, or um, 
I don't know, throw some guitar brands out there, the ones that you're holding right now, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like doing a collab of commerce where you tell them that, hold on, wait a minute, I have a ton of people holding my tokens. These are actual tokens that you can swap for any other currency in the market. Why not do exclusive drops and collabs? You see yourself doing that with these companies or how, how are you kind of approaching this down the line? Yeah, no, um, I definitely en envision that. I mean, like, like even just on like a, a small scale of like, you know, like with some of these NFT plans that I have or certain things I plan where, like you said, like it becomes not necessarily a bonus, but like a feature of like the, the coin and the coin community and like, and you know how connecting with you know major brands of like hey there's a huge pool of of money and liquidity and 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 my personal community as opposed and 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 that being able to be like fact checked and you know and tracked which i think is insane insane is, yeah different which is a different conversation that happens with like from the brand creator level where they expect you know their fan base to sure drive towards a product but they don't really know like what the full like value um is and social coins can kind of be like that representation like oh no like i have x amount of holders <laughs> you know these holders have x amount of things that they can use because you know that's what it's for um and here's an experience that we can collaborate or partner with um that you know aligns and i think direct conversions will will be can be super it'll be done easier in in that regard um, as opposed of like, you know, you just promoting to your fan base that may or may not decide to use their real dollars on something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what have been some of the, like the major hurdles, if any, for getting more of your fan base, more of your audience uh, in tune with Boo? Um, I think some of the natural hurdles are some of the hurdles that like just exist in crypto. There's still like a, an education factor, like what is what is it you know like what can i use it for like you know there's still like a huge financial implication that comes with cryptocurrency in general where like people buy into tokens for the expectations that it's an investment to you know either make money for so like some of those same pretenses exist in the social token space whereas like um buying boo to the gist you know um so it can go up in value um so i think I think some of the hurdles is just like education, um, like not fully even identifying like what the value that I want to like put out yet. So, so right now it's, it's, I feel like a lot of the social token community, it's perceived as just like crowdfunding as opposed to like a fully fleshed out creator economy yet. Um, and and at least particularly with Rally right now, just a, a proper like funnel to identify who's in your community is still like, you know, like there's still a lot of these manual hacks and innovations that I got to do yeah. to make it work. But that's some of this stuff so far. Yeah, I think it's part of the process with getting into crypto, like you said, in general, uh, understanding what cryptocurrencies are, what they mean, how they work. Um, why does something online that you created out of thin air all of a sudden have a dollar value to it? Mm -hmm. uh, I think, and like at, at some point people are going to cross that hurdle, right? And I think influencers are actually going to be a major part with educating these, these, uh, these mainstream adopters mm -hmm. 
like NFTs were for bringing in this next wave of, of culture, art, music, dance, photography, et cetera, into the digital world of Web3. Yeah. Uh, and it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how it pans out uh, kind of down the line. What have been the reactions so far? Have you gotten mixed feelings uh, behind launching Boo? What, what have your audience, uh, have they criticized you? Have they applauded you? What has been the, the consensus? Um, I haven't got any any major criticisms and uh, mostly like applauding whether or not people understand it fully mostly applauding like oh you know Bumani's innovating or testing out something yeah. and, 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 and proving that like you know these these types of risks you know are working um, you know and 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 being one of the first clubhouse creators to 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 make a coin and and you know and it still you know being a good thing that i'm glad i did <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i think some of the feedback is mostly or at least the number one question that i get is like okay what am i using this for again <laughs> and and whether or not like i portray it as like hey you know it's just like a form as like tipping or like monetization or, or just expressing in the ways that people are used to right now until like oh yeah like come to this discord and play poker with the coin you know and use that as a currency or like so you know some of these experiences that i i do like i'm starting to make them a little bit more private and this is yeah you know these are what the coins can get access to um so mostly just like conf confused is the the biggest and common critique about it but um i don't i haven't seen any real like hate about the social tokens sure. yet i don't think people understand it well enough to even form a, a full opinion and to see the drawbacks and the uh, the positives the pros and the cons um but so you being super super active on clubhouse being one of the leading voices uh for the, the black community and bringing in more culture, more, more soul onto, onto the platform, right? Uh, and then launching this token early April, there's a lot of things that happened during the pandemic for you, I feel like, that uh, probably would have never kind of imagined. How have you used Boo uh, in the context of Clubhouse? Are you rewarding listeners for being in, in the room? Have you experimented with that? Uh, how are you thinking about that? Um, I, One way, you know, like, I think, the, one of the benefits of social tokens because like never before we're like that form of like fan to creator engagement especially with like when a fan pays for something like that value exchange is like kind of a one-off thing you know like you know with social tokens like you buying a coin whether or not you redeem it now or later like there's always that like paired relationship um um so you know one thing i've been doing is like i probably have given like a lot a lot of money to people <laughs> probably like <laughs> probably like with not as much strictness as i probably should because like i still view it as like magic internet money but like i, I probably give it like at least like hundreds or thousands of dollars to just what and value oh hundreds of thousands or hundreds uh, two thousands uh, hundreds two thousand i was like damn bro you're printing money jeez <laughs> um <laughs> just so like as like a reward like hey like you've been with me on this clubhouse journey for a while like mm -hmm. i have this coin i don't really know what i'm doing with it fully yet but like 
let me give this to you as like because eventually like i'm gonna create a system where they're giving the coin back or like using the coin to get something so like it's kind of like i think social tokens can be used as like a uh collateral to be honest also like if i gave you like a hundred dollars in boo coin and there's nothing you can spend it on right now but like i'm kind of you're you're kind of like putting something in collateral like hey come back to this community when you're able to use the coin and mm-hmm. whether you cash it out um you know that obviously that's on you and even if you did that wouldn't really matter but like i the one thing i also like about rally is that like the reward system is really well uh for holders of the coin um, all right so that i'm getting paid back with rally token yeah exactly so you mm-hmm. get so the percentage of coins you hold you get access to that reward pool that goes out every week um so that's kind of how i've been using it right now in clubhouse it's like hey i got boot coin like if you want some just hit me up i'll send you some you know now i got the discord and i'm playing a lot of games on clubhouse that use the coin as like the reward or the tool um but yeah that's kind of how super cool uh what goes down in the discord what, what have you been doing so far or is that exclusive for for boo holders? Because you got to do, so, so I guess, a sneak peek to incentivize more people to join the community. Yeah. So there's it is gated. There is like, like, like one or two general channels, um, which you could see a lot of just random chats and activities that go on. Um, the gate is like really low. It's like two two coins right now, and and I have it set up like if you came in and like just wanted some. You know, I'll just send it to you in the Discord so you can see the other <laughs> channels right now. Nice. Um, yeah, right now it's just like being used as like a lot of like people in Clubhouse, like finally being able to like group chat and group text with people. So like creating that value for my community, which is like a pain point for a lot of people in Clubhouse anyway, where like we only get to talk to people when we're in a room or on stage. So like Discord right now has kind of been a place where people just building even greater friendships and that's kind of like the value add that i'm having for it right now like a lot of people like my rooms and my vibes and the people i connect with so like come to the discord to like you know yeah i think i think that's the beauty behind this because there's so many different social platforms from youtube you know your subscribers instagram you have your followers and on twitter you have your followers clubhouse you have your followers facebook you have different groups that might represent your songs and your musics and, and everything that you, you, you spit out, uh, but there's no real coherent, coherent way uh, to bring everyone together and through a funnel of direct communication uh, and do so where you actually, you can do it from the point of view of incentivizing these mo- the most hardcore fans uh, to actually have a financial stake in the, in the future of what you're trying to build. And you as a performer uh, and the credibility that you've built for yourself, there's no real way to do that uh, other than with social tokens, really. Uh, people are just engaging with you with likes, follows, subscribes, views, very surface level type of interactions. Uh, and I think you're, you're thinking about this right because you're actually saying, wait a minute, I have a great following on Clubhouse. I have a great following on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm starting to produce content. I'm doing more live shows and posting them on YouTube. Um, people are going to uh, hopefully going to grow a fan of me. I got to kind of reward them and show them how they can engage with me beyond these platforms and i think you're you're on the money with that i really think you're on the money with that and and i think like i think the one thing that these social tokens do like it allows you to like 
financially bet on yourself more. And and what I mean by that, like, you know, like I've I've gotten plenty of like cash apps and, and, and yeah, else, but like imagine like all of that was like Bitcoin very early on, like with doing the same amount of work of building your community, with building out, you know, this audience and this and this funnel, like a lot of that money would have been worth. <laughs> Way more than it, than it was then than it is now. I think it just get like don't tip me, just take just get Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, even even on the fan level, like the value of what they gave to you is wor- worth more with the coin. Yeah, think was. about that. Like, don't just give me your money. Go, you can give me your money, but do it in the form of a currency because then I'll be able to give you even more, mm-hmm. right? Like it's such a like psychological flip instead of just Venmoing someone just. Buy my currency because I have so many new cool things you can unlock just by having that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, interesting. And that money you gave out may be worth less because now you got rewards or things. So, like, now you have more money to yeah for yourself and you still got the same value for in terms of, like, what you initially wanted to give to me or give to a creator. So, like, I think, I mean, now, granted, like, like you said, there's that level of fluctuation where obviously like coins go not everything always goes up. <laughs> so it's it's more of a long game. Um and, and I think you have to also be mindful of that. That, you know, when things go down, you know, still grind it's out part of it. and create it's part the of it. value. Yeah. Um uh, how do you how do you disassociate your self worth from your currency worth? <laughs> I feel like it's a big problem because right now uh, with how society works or a lot of it, at least I'm not going to put everyone in a, in a moat. Okay. But the more followers you have, the more influential you are, right? Uh, the more awareness you're able to create and power, quote unquote. Uh, and people asso- associate you to your fame based off one, one, what you've done. Okay. But two, uh, how many followers you got, right? Amongst other things. Okay. But social media followers are like a big player in that. Um, and it's, it's fucked with a lot of people. It's, it's like on on one end, people are very happy on social media and they're producing content. People are, are associating them based off, off their numbers and their fame and what they're portraying online. Do you think it's ever going to, ever going to shift that people are going to be like, ah, nah, this person's worth like $20. This other person's worth a hundred dollars. They're not worth the same kind of thing. This person has more followers than this person. He's more influent. You know what I mean? Like, are people gonna like start entering into this black mirror type of uh, type of situation? I I do think so a bit. Well, I don't think it will be that extreme, but I do think like you know going back to like the like big clout, you know, experimentation like that kind of opened the veil of like that is actually a very you know strong possibility of like even creators start shifting like what's valuable to them where it's not followers, but it's like you know my coin value and. And then, you know, because there's a natural gamification that occurs in crypto, like people will, you know, exploit that or manipulate that or just like recognize that like, oh, yeah, this creator is worth this much. So maybe that means he's worth more than an investment. But granted, that already happens in social media where, you know, there's already a, a higher level perception of like people that are verified or with high followerships that they provide more value because now and i think we as a uh, as community already recognize that that that's not always the case like perception is not always true and you have to really be ingrained in that community to really find out what that value is for you um 
but the fact that it's paired with money like it it makes it a little bit more tricky so i think that's something that i'm even like being mindful of that like let me look out for potential red flags and like you know people that are holding my coin are they really in it for like the coin value going up so they can like you know sell or are they in it for like what it's gonna be used for and yeah I think you have to still look at like some of the negative implications that are happening in some of these emerging tech trends. Um, Cause just on a philosophical level, like it's always going to be deeper on a, on a, than what it looks like. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because I feel like the majority of token holders um might look at it from the point of view of, a, of an investor and speculating on the person and the brand as a form of investment, right? Rather than you engaging with your audience of people that believe in you, love your content, your music, all that you produce and engage with you on a more intimate experiential level, right? And I'd even argue to some extent and feel free to correct me if, if I'm wrong is I think like 90% of, of, of the token holders might be more on the investment side to some extent. And I think you can't control that, right? Because there's no real way, like if you send people their tokens, how do you actually force them to come back and engage in your experiences, right? Mm -hmm. If anything, it'll just be sitting in their MetaMask or wherever it's sitting, their Web3 wallet. Um, and it'll be appreciating and depreciating in value as the rest of the market does to an extent. But how do you actually create an environment where you motivate your audience to partake more in the intimate experiences that you're creating for them as stakeholders as token holders rather as speculators how do you how do you kind of think about that uh yeah that is i think that's something that a lot of people have and and you know in this conversation is is what i feel like is equally happening in like the nft space where there's a lot of like conflating between like is this a collectible as a part of like me just enjoying this experience that this creator gave me or is this an investment and I'm thinking about it as a collector and like I want to flip it in the future or something like that and and you know I I think you know same with social tokens like there's a lot of people that just know the game and, and are buying it as a an, or as an investment in you which I still think that is important aspect of it because like I think as a creator and what these social tokens grant is like a form of like crowdfunding or crowd investment um and you know that's needed in you know for creators where they can feel like they can raise capital to do the stuff that they want to do um so i think there's a level of like investing in a person which is okay but investing for the sake of like market manipulation like that can get you know that could be dangerous. And yeah. I think for me, what I've been doing is everyone who or well, trying to do like everyone who has had do have my coin. Like if there isn't already a one to one relationship or a connection that I have, like how can I like facilitate that where like at the end of the day, like I know everybody um, or at least they're in a system where I can get to know everybody. On a, on a level that will have them value me more so than just the coin itself. Yeah, if only there was a way to send direct notifications for people who are holding your tokens and send them messages and, and like funnel them in a way where, yeah, you can communicate with them if they enter the Discord, but if they're just token holders and they're not in the Discord, either because one, they might not know there is a Discord or two, 
they either received it from someone not knowing what they really received, right? If there was a way to really communicate with them. Uh, so someone gave, and I do agree, but did someone, someone did give me a, a good counterpoint where like some of the inherent benefits of crypto is like that level of anonymity. Sure. Where like, even with, you know, some of these like fractionalized NFTs, like there's some, sometimes it's just like a wallet address. Like you don't really even know who, who bought your stuff and, and being able to like do this second layer of community building is kind of hard when you don't really know. So, but I do think that's important to maintain because it's crypto, but it's a balance. I think like giving people this space to support from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also giving a space for people to opt into the community uh, that you're building. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. How did you kind of de 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 determine the price in which the token went out? I feel like it's a lot of question. It's a it's a it's a common question people have uh, when they look at these cryptocurrencies. Like, where the hell does the value come from? So, um, so to be honest, um, with Rally, um, because it's because one, you know, they they give you a, a certain amount of coins as as you're starting off, and and because those coins are are backed by the rally token um there wasn't necessarily a level of like liquidity that i had to put in to like create a, a, a certain value so to be honest when i when i the first day you know my coin got launched you know it already had like a value you know it was like 40 cents something like that mm -hmm. um i think with like roll like because you know like there's like X amount of coins and you need to add liquidity to it to like give it that type of value. Like it's different on the rally community. Um, and what seems like a less complicated process for me to figure out. Um, so I think that's why I appreciated like that aspect of rally where like the value was kind of like set. And then like, as more coins get created in existence, like that increases the value as like rally token goes up that also plays into the, the increased value, you know, supply and demand. So like they have their own little yeah. algorithm, how that works. Yeah. Well, a lot of these tokens that end up creating pools on Uniswap or these decentralized exchanges, majority of the time or the, what I've seen, they're really pegged to Ethereum's value, right? So when Ethereum goes down, if you're creating, like if we're talking the terms of whale right now, right there, there's a whale ETH pool, right? Yeah. And the tokens pegged essentially to, to ETH's, ETH's price, right? So when ETH goes down, similar to rallies, like economics, right? Except yeah. rally has a rally coin, Ethereum is Ethereum. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing when, when creators are kind of going through this process, they'll come across that uh, path where should I go and take a left and go more towards the raw creation like Whale did and create an actual token that lives on Ethereum? Or do I take the right path and kind of rely on a platform that feels it's not centralized, but it feels like that the performance of the token is dependent on the success of rally and the platform rally to an extent. Right. And it's kind of like building a business on top of another business. Like if you're like, you're a digital strategist, like leveraging e-com, right. And creating an e-com brand, leveraging Facebook, but if Facebook goes down, for example, you're fucked to an extent. Right. So like, how, how have you kind of approached that? How, how did you decide to go? I mean, I know they kind of approached you and you're like, mm -hmm. probably just engage in the conversation and say, let's just do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I guess like down the line from what you've learned by going through this process, 
how would you kind of approach creators and tell them this is like my my rule of thumb now whether you should be going like the whale route and doing like an eth type of pool or the rally route and going more the through, towards the rally coin um yeah that's a good question um because i mean originally like you know when rally approached me like i think i was like aware a bit of like whale and, and fwb but i also didn't like fully know like that there were two different platforms of how it works um um i think for for me i would personally repeat that process of going with rally and like kind of just having like a because rally's kind of like main company protocol is like you know to create these creator coin economies for different creators so like that's what their coin is backed by and, and that's the work that they're doing um so kind of also somewhat believing in that you know company and that product gives me a little bit more like self-assurance to like test out what i'm doing um with that little bit of a safety net um i think with like like creating your coin and then like deciding, like you said, like if you want to add liquidity and, you know, and, 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 you know, put it on a Uniswap or, or something like that. I think a lot of people have that knowledge and understanding of that. But if you don't, I think it will be a bit more of a benefit to go more centralized just so you can learn more. Like if you're, if you're not familiar with the space, it just may seem super complicated with like, figuring out all the complicated nuance that's already yeah (laughs) yeah but then i guess one thing just to add to that is creators might feel like wait a minute i only got one shot i can only take myself quote unquote public once is that necessarily true like you won't create another boo coin per se you might create like a coin that might be in relation to a guitar brand that you're trying to create i don't know i'm thinking out loud here right but you won't necessarily create a, a boo coin if it doesn't really work out on rally you won't would you go and start a new one is that what you're kind of saying? Um, I, I mean, I think Rally is, and I, I don't want to speak fully for their roadmap, but I, I'm, I think they're developing an aspect where you know creators can decide to take it off that like Rally like mainnet and like and you know add your own liquidity and and stuff to it, so you you know have a little bit way more control um, in your own you know of your own social token and in, in that regards. Um, you know, and then maybe just add to, you know, be able to add to other platforms and stuff. Sure. Like um, I, I, I'm sure that's the route that they're also going. Um, have I decided that that's the route I'm going to take when, you know, when presented with that? I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's still a level of like that side. I need to just get educated more on a bit mm-hmm. um, and, and build out a stronger infrastructure for that. But yeah. No, it's all a process. Yeah, for but sure, think, for sure. I think if you, I think if you have the the level of understanding about that infrastructure that would re- require to be successful, or, or even just test it out, I mean, I think both options work. You know, both options have resources to learn from. Yeah, I want to dive deep into like your your vision for yourself and the community you're trying to build, uh, specifically because I think it's perfect timing. We scheduled this interview, and this morning you tweeted something actually. Uh, very, very deep. I'm going to read it out loud and just share with the audience. So since my grandma passed, I was waiting for the day she would show up in my dreams. She did last night. I needed that confirmation for what I've planned in the next three months. What do you got planned in the next three months? What what, are we, what can we expect from you? And how does that kind of relate to, to Boo, if it does relate in any way? 
Um, it relates in the sense that, like, you know, I said earlier, like, you know, like I lived in California and the the actual main reason why I came back to D.C. was to, you know, help take care of my grandma. Um, and and in that own journey of being here with her and, and on a personal level growth and and then, you know, like finding Clubhouse and, and you know, the growth with all that on a on an emotional, personal level and, and being here, you know, and taking care of her throughout that whole time. Um, you know, my grandma passed away like a week or so ago. And, um, you know, in that moment, you know, just kind of gave me some sort of like comfortability in the sense that like I was able to do all of this stuff while like landlocked and playing like a nurturing role, um, you know, breaking new heights on a personal level that I've like <laughs> never really imagined at this time period and, and, you know, being an app icon, building a community, like being more comfortable with my creative uh, pursuits um, and innovating, experimenting and like kind of having her be here um, through all of that. Um, and, and, you know, and now that, you know, she's, she's not here anymore. Like, like what is that like next level of like true, true freedom of expression um, looks like. Um, and with, you know, you know, the pandemic and like stuff opening back up, like there's a lot of like plans and experimentation that now involve the real world that now I, what feels like for the first time in a while, like I have access to, um, you know, whether that's all these things I'm testing out and like taking it to the next level now, um, with just that confirmation that I really can, um, and yeah, some of the things I have planned in the next three months, like I'm, I'm dropping this like really big NFT project, kind of also telling my years, my story about Clubhouse, like, because I would have been on the platform for a year in July. So like I'm doing a drop, really telling that whole thing in, in a cool way. And there's some like physical experiments that I want to do integrating like my coin and my community and, and, and and creating this sort of like physical metaverse bridge. <laughs> um, I got some like really cool plans uh, on Clubhouse. Um, so yeah, like I feel like, you know, when I when I tweeted that, um, it kind of gave me like that just little added confirmation that like, you know, now is the time. <laughs> I felt like I was limited before, but like now nah, I don't feel like that now and like i'm ready and excited for what's to come yeah yeah she sounded like an amazing person uh and thank you for sharing that that's that's very deep that's not easy to talk about so uh i think thanks for sharing that and i'm excited for your launch i i think it's a big milestone for you and like i said in the beginning i don't think nobody has nobody would have imagined the the roller coaster that you could have been on over the last year um and who could have imagined what happened what could have had happened, I guess, because of COVID and, and all that, all that that bring. And um, so sending all the positive energy and all the positive vibes your way, I hope, hope it goes well. It'd be interesting to, to see how, how that kind of plays. And if you require uh, the NFT purchasers to hold boot coins um, as a way to incentivize them, uh, I'd be curious to see how that rolls out. I'm going to be keeping an eye out. Uh, and just to, just to transition, because the music industry has finally woken up to crypto right? Uh, 
one of one of I guess the main proponents being Blau, right? I I know also Jesse Walden had a startup back in 2017, a variant fund. He talks about the ownership economy, uh, and that project got acquired by Spotify. So Spotify has been in the loop with blockchain tech for some time. I'm sure Apple Music. Um, but I don't think they've really woken up to social tokens yet. They might have heard about it. It's probably conversations are happening in their meeting rooms, I would I would assume. But none of their artists, per se, I, I have seen personally. Maybe I, I missed something. But I haven't seen anyone launch their own token from the major publisher side. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you imagine these social tokens kind of revolutionizing, as people like to say, the music industry? Because uh, I'm assuming you're an independent artist, right? Okay, you're not signed to anyone. Um, and I feel like those who are assigned to the universal music groups of the world, uh, the Sonys of the world, they'll want a big cut of these creator coins. It, it would only make sense. But I feel like the the role of what crypto and Web3 brings is kind of reversing that ownership cycle. If anything, if you were to get picked up by a publisher, you'd probably tell the publisher, you guys have to buy boot coins and stake your wealth and in, in invest in me. Like, how do you imagine? I'm like, I'm thinking out loud here, right? How do you how do you imagine uh, these social tokens kind of impacting the music industry as a whole? Um, I think, I think there's one aspect where like tokens, you know, social tokens, or or even just the conversations that happen in NFTs and ownerships. Like, there's there's a level of like owning the the value exchange or value, you know, uh, flow between like an artist and their fan base. And with like social tokens, like instead of, instead of, you know, putting out an album and having to go through like the chain of commands of like streams and, and getting payouts from <laughs> these other industry, like you can literally just kind of control that um, on your own, which I think, you know, can be appealing to, to the, to these labels um, where, you know, you can, uh you know flow a whole artist's career or or something like that through the token itself um i and i think also on the flip side like there is like a natural level of like governance that exists with like these token communities where like if if a large stake of the token is owned by the label like that kind of also can dictate like where the community goes and stuff like that because like the value is in control of not just the creator it's control of you know what the creator is assigned to um or or if a large whale portion port bought a portion of my coin like technically where i want the value to go is not kind of no longer in my hands um um so i can see i can see like label deals being being formatted that way by like like this coin treasury is like, or this coin value is owned by either the creator or the label or the fans and like how that plays into like where, uh, um, how that's played into like music creation or like music exchange or just like who owns what. <laughs> um, uh, and I think social tokens can kind of create that model and i don't have a full full like fleshed out thought process about it yet but (laughs) i think i think that's again that's part of being an early adopter you don't know where this stuff is going you're taking it day day at a time and experimenting as as more opportunities more ideas kind of come to mind i think it's part of the process um 
I'd be interesting to see how it plays out for the music industry and what that means for artists. Like imagine being able to buy a Taylor Swift coin before she was Taylor Swift or a Justin Bieber coin before he was Justin Bieber, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And the music labels having a stake in that to some extent, uh, while giving the artist the, I guess the creativity to explore their own songs, their own music, their own performances, whatever, but still having that financial upside, uh, and buying those tokens. And imagine if people could buy the Justin Bieber token before Justin Bieber was Justin Bieber. Like, that's that'd true. be that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Uh, it'd be a whole different uh, well, like uh, creation of wealth, a creation yeah. uh, of value, uh, and the value that I don't know. I'm like I'm so hyped behind this stuff. You know, the, there's so many opportunities here. No, I agree. I think I think the dangerous part that whether or not like the labels are thinking about it or like the community is thinking about like like cash grabs do exist. For sure, and 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 sometimes like when celebrities or like major people get into these types of conversations or utilize these texts, like most of the times they get viewed as cash grabs. Where like a main like a popular celebrity may have pure intentions to like truly utilize the tech in a way that's like really innovative and, and stand out and valuable, but like just I mean that happened with some of these NFT drops where like they think they go well or, or the secondary value of it, like it completely drops <laughs> or tanks. And, and I've seen some of that a little bit in like some of the rally coins that get onboarded where they, it's a lot more fluctuation for them as opposed like for me, where like the fluctuation of hasn't really been that, hasn't been that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, I think that's something to think about um, and and the common trend about like when big players get into the space, they never really look at like the smaller medium players as like uh, a threat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or something to just like learn from. Yeah. So they yeah. sometimes fuck up the space, but I think it would be really cool to have more adoption when bigger players get in. Cause then that helps people like us like, prove what we've been doing for a while yeah. was valid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited uh one because I know to some degree it makes a lot of sense for both markets from the investment side and from the the audience side. Uh and me being a musician and all the drummers that I grew up adoring and loving and mimicking and learning from and the artists and going to all these live performances, I wish I just wish there was a way to engage with these people beyond uh, like there's Patreon, there's OnlyFans or stuff like that, each for its own different category of, of what they specialize in. But I think this is finally the, the real way to, to invest and do so in a way that extends beyond uh, your thumb movements of liking and viewing, right? And if I believe in an artist and I have my post notifications on and I'm listening to every single song that they push and I believe in this person, so much that I talk about them to everyone. Yeah. Why not give those people an opportunity to, to help build that person financially too, to an extent and do so in a way where they can unlock more intimate experiences with that person as well. Uh, so I think it, it's, it's interesting how this kind of will like roll out over the next coming years. I think we're going to see a lot more mainstream artists and performers and creators launch their tokens at a rate that it's going to kind of like snowball the way NFTs did. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess a final question for you or two final questions is, I asked you this a little bit earlier and we kind of touched upon it, but advice for new creators getting into this uh, uh, area and experimenting, what, what are some points you can, you can chill? Um, advice, I think, you know, like first, like even though like, you know, with crypto and whether or not you're familiar or not familiar, like just kind of think about it in like terms of like that you're used to, like, like if it's just monetization, like, you know, people are a, a, a social tokens is just a system where people can just pay you tipping and you kind of just um, uh, have something where like them tipping you this way or buying your coin can just be exchanged for like what your what your your services are. Um, I think a common misperception a little bit is that when people like buy your coin, like that essentially means that they're giving you that money. They're not necessarily giving you money until like they give you the coins that they bought. So like, um, but just to clarify, they are appreciating. They're contributing to the appreciation of value. It's a network effect type of thing, yes, yes, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, that part is true. Um, so I think like education is important. <laughs> like so, whether you you know take your time to just get educated about what exactly you, you're doing or want to do and how you educate your community is how you build and sustain like a strong like uh economy um um but yeah and i think just have fun with it like like at the end of the day like i think well i think it, it is innovative to experiment it i also think it's like not that deep <laughs> you know just so just you know just try it out um you know get your own coin if people like it um, um i think i think people can have a lot of like really cool fun just saying that they got their own crypto coin they are like they're creating their own economy they're creating more control of the channels um instead of just relying on like a payout from cash app or a payout from OnlyFans or a payout from patreon when you can create how you want people to pay you how you want to like give them the value that they want um, and create a community around it. I think, I think uh, the token is inherently a, a community tool, um, and that's something that is missed on like a lot of these platforms. Like, um, and that's something that's missed with money in general. So, it's it's uh, it's really cool to just experiment with. Yeah, uh, and final final question. Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about you? Give us, give us the plugs. Shout, shout yourself out. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Um, my main like source of like communication is definitely Clubhouse right now. Um, so definitely follow me on Clubhouse. Like, check out the Discord. Um, I need to find a place where the link is more easy. <laughs> uh, if you if you hit me up anywhere, you know you'll get the Discord link. Um, if you want some boo coin, um, just DM me anywhere. I'll send you some boo coin. Um, and yeah, and come to poker nights. You know, poker nights are fun. Oh yeah, what is that? You never told us about that. You you spilled uh, the beans a little bit, okay, but okay. give us give us a rundown. Is that in the Discord? Um, yeah. So like one of the one of the things that I've been doing recently with just like the Clubhouse Discord 
connection is like game nights in how like how we can use Clubhouse as just like the audio stream. I mean, similar to what you know Discord kind of is in general. Yeah. So yeah. It, taking that same model, mm, cool. Uh, to Clubhouse, and so we just like play poker um, in Clubhouse rooms. People listen, and the prizes are you know in Bitcoin. Wait a minute. So are, are there? Are you actually like? Is there a visual side to it, or it's only audio? I mean, on one end, the audience can listen through the audio, but the players they have to see what they're trading, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. So there's like a like a second screen app or second app where like we're playing. Got you. And then All right. There's also like using apps where people can watch. Got gotcha. you. Uh, I'm I'm trying to build out like games that are where the in-game currency is Bitcoin. Um, and developing that next, um, so we can actually play with the coin. Yeah. Um, distribution, distribution, distribution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, man. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Amazing, dude. You've been awesome, Bomani X. Uh, go check him out, guys. Awesome human being, awesome creator. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for being on. Appreciate you, man.